I love that video with our kids. Um, it's, it's, we uh, made that during COVID, and so some of you may have seen it then, but it's been a while. And I am so grateful for the work that Stacy and I think Nathan Huey and others put in to make that video. And the ending is just perfect because it exactly says what we've been saying these past few weeks. God is with us. And we have used this name of Jesus, Emmanuel, to remind us that God is, in fact, with us. And so some of us might need to be reminded of that this Christmas season. Some of us are in the midst of great celebrations, and we're going to talk about that today. Some of us are having harder times this Christmas. And I hope that you know, no matter what, no matter if it's a great season or a difficult season, I want you to know that God is with you. God is for you. And no matter how this Christmas season is going for you, no matter what other struggles you might be facing, that the Lord is, in fact, with you. And we know this for a number of reasons, one of which is because he sent his son into the world to be one of us, to be among us, to be with us. So we're going to talk about celebration today. You know, it, during these celebration seasons, we, began to see, we begin to see everyone's photos pop up online. We see the family celebrations. You may have started seeing these already in your social feeds. And you see these pictures, and well, we sort of know what kinds of photos to expect. You know, there's people with these amazing-looking plates of food that they're going to enjoy and these incredible dishes. Or we see kids wide-eyed and excited opening the present that they've been wishing for for months. Or we see people gathered around playing games together, enjoying other family traditions. Those are the kinds of photos that we're used to seeing from others in our feeds. But sometimes, mixed among those, we see photos like these on the screen. Where everyone is gathered around and they're all staring at their own screens. You've seen those photos and you wonder, what's going on there? We, I think everybody's just looking at photos of other people's celebrations. That's what they're doing gathered together. Now look, I know we all need to take sometimes social breaks and we check out for a few minutes when we're, you know, with large groups of people for days and days. I get that. But isn't it funny that sometimes during great celebrations, we're not paying any attention to the celebration happening right in front of us. And there's these wonderful things happening, and we're just checked out. What does it mean to miss out on that kind of celebration? So in this series, we've talked about God being with us in some tough times, God being with us in failure, and God being with us in disappointment. Last week, we just talked about God being with us during ordinary times. It's not particularly bad, but not great, and I just feel pretty normal. And does God have anything to do with me when I'm just feeling pretty normal. Well, today on Christmas Eve, we're going to talk about celebration for just a few moments. And what does it mean for God to be with us in moments of celebration? And how can we be fully present in those moments of celebration? So I call our attention to the story where Mary shows up first in the Gospel of Luke, and the angel comes to Mary, and the angel has a visit with Mary, and the, and the angel says, greetings, you're highly favored, and you're going to have a son, and Mary says, how can this be? And the angel says, well, the Holy Spirit will be with you, and you will have a child. It won't just be any child, it will be the Son of the Most High. And Mary's response to this is, I'm the Lord's servant, may his word be fulfilled in me. Response of faith. 
And so Mary, when she hears this news, she rushes off to share the celebration. She goes to see her relative Elizabeth out in the hill country. And here is what happens in Luke chapter 1 during this conversation. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. So Mary's got great news and she wants to share with others. Isn't that what we do? We found out something great and we want to go and tell others. So she goes to visit Elizabeth. They're out, these two women of different ages, visiting out at Elizabeth's home out in the hill country. And it's interesting in this story that Elizabeth knows, before Mary even speaks, Elizabeth knows that Mary is pregnant and that she's pregnant with the Lord. She knows this. And Jesus and the voice of Mary makes John the Baptist still in utero, joyous. And they share in this conversation, they share in this celebration, and then Elizabeth pronounced Mary blessed. It's like the first beatitude, blessed are you. And I, I don't know if there was a little bit of side eye in Elizabeth's voice. You know, blessed are you who believe when the Lord told you about his promise, unlike my husband over here who's mute for the next six months. I'm glad someone believed when they were told. And what then does Mary do? How does she celebrate? Well, she composes this beautiful song that we call the Magnificat, based on the first word in its Latin translation, it magnifies, so my soul magnifies, we call it that. And this song has been beloved since it was first composed. It's been whispered in monasteries and chanted in cathedrals and put to music by composers like Bach. And what does Mary say in this song? We just sung it together in different parts. Why is she excited? Why is she celebrating? She's celebrating because God is still at work. Because God has not abandoned his people. Because God is doing something new. That God is going to act in the world through her son to bring justice and mercy and forgiveness. That those in high places will be brought low and those in low places will be brought high. That, that hungry people will be fed. All these things are going to happen because of what God is doing through Mary. So what is happening in her is just a small glimpse of what God is doing in the whole world. Mary knows this and she celebrates but keep in mind, this song was sung by a young woman, most likely a teenager, who is facing a lot of social scrutiny for her place in life, for her pregnancy, for what's happening to her that no one else knows the full story about. And she sings this full-throated celebration in response to God's promises, which is unlike the other characters we've read, isn't it? Not everyone celebrates like Mary. Zechariah doubts. 
Joseph at first wants to leave. The shepherds are terrified, but not Mary. Mary moves very quickly to celebration. She confirms the word of the Lord and celebrates joyously because God is taking new action. And Mary, she's paying attention. That is celebration, friends. In our Christian world, celebration happens when God's actions are met with our attention. God is always at work. God continues to act, whether we notice it or not. But our job is to pay attention. Pay attention to the ways God is at work so that we, like Mary, can celebrate those ways. So some years ago, there was a political scientist and psychologist named Herbert A. Simon, and he wrote about what he called the attention bottleneck. And he said this, an abundance of information leads to a poverty of attention. So much coming at us, and we cannot adequately pay attention to any of it. In fact, we probably don't pay attention to almost all of it. So think of the inputs in your life. Think of the things coming at you. Think of your inboxes. Think of your notifications. Think of your screens. Think of other people, your responsibilities, the podcasts, the videos, all this input coming at us. And we cannot adequately give any of it proper attention. It's not easy to pay attention to anything these days. But God is still at work. What would it look like, even this Christmas season, if I started paying attention to how God is at work? What if I, first of all, paid attention to how God might be at work in me? What if I paid attention to how I might be different than a year ago? What is God doing in me? What is he teaching me? How is he blessing me? How has God shown his faithfulness to me? And what if I turned my attention to others, even sitting around a table at a meal in the next few days? What if I started asking myself, how has God been at work in these family uh, members of mine, in these friends of mine? How is God blessing those I love? My, my spouse or kids or parents, or friends, extended family. How is God at work when I look at those around me? And can I celebrate that? And what if I turned my attention to the world? How is God at work in the world even today? These next 11 or so months, we're going to be tempted in our country to spend all of our time focusing on our own selves and our own country in a difficult election season. But what if I regained a global perspective? What if I paid attention to what God might be doing in other parts of the world and pay attention to his faithfulness and his righteousness and the way God is at work with a global perspective instead of just the blinders on for my own lane? What if I paid attention to how God is at work in places other than my own circles? Now, I just want to say a brief word to, to some of us who feel less like celebrating this year. Maybe... 
things are difficult in your world, relationships have fallen apart, somebody is facing health difficulties, something else is happening. Did you know that, yes, Mary sings this song of jubilant praise, but later on, after the shepherds have made their rounds announcing the birth of Jesus, you remember what Luke tells us Mary does? She treasures these things, and she ponders them in her heart. You know, that celebration, too. Some of us might have a time of quieter, less pronounced celebration this year, and that's okay. This might be a year to treasure things quietly and to ponder them. We might not feel like exuberant praise and celebration. So in this room, there, there are people uh, from all sides of this, some who are going to celebrate jubilantly and some who might be treasuring quietly. And both of those things are okay. So as we gather for our celebrations this year, May the birth of Christ remind us that God is still at work in the world. And may we then take our responsibility seriously to pay attention. When we do, we might burst out in jubilant praise and celebration. Or we might ponder things quietly and treasure them in our heart. But regardless of how we choose to celebrate... We cannot deny that God is with us and that God is at work in the world.